0: Welcome to this week's episode of Karen's Continual Midlife Saga. That's the best I can call it, really. Last week, I spoke to you and shared about how my husband of 30-odd years, John, and myself have decided to spend a few months apart. Um, And the reasons for that, basically because um, how it was for me, and I'm pretty sure it's exactly the same for John, is that rather than being the person that I was in the marriage, and I know we change as we get older, but rather than being a person that I enjoyed being, that I liked being and was proud of being in the marriage, I'd kind of descended into this long list of resentments and irritations and upsets and things that happened 20 years ago that I've never quite forgiven him for. It kind of, the whole relationship had descended into the stuff that's wrong as opposed to the stuff that's right, if that makes sense. And the only way I could see of changing that, of flicking it round, was to spend enough time apart from each other that we remembered who we were, let all that go, give the whole thing time to dissipate and then get together again to see whether we want to create a relationship together or not. And it really is that open-ended at the moment. I have no idea which way it's going to go. And it can only come from that space. I personally couldn't go into this with the intention of spending six or eight months apart and then we get back together again and we just carry on because to me that just means like you're taking a break from everything and then you're going to pick it back up where you left off with all the baggage from where you left off so really i had to go into this we really had to go into this with no expectation of what was going to happen the purpose of doing this is to remember who we are remember who the other person was for us when we first got married and then decide or see whether we can go back to that. Or, I mean, everybody changes over life. and But it's more about finding the space and the time to let all of those niggles go so that we can see what we want to create for the future. I hope that makes sense. And the other thing I want to say is, I'm doing these podcasts with John's, I don't want to say consent, his agreement. He's listened to all these episodes before I put them out, and he's okay with them. And the last thing I want to do, (laughs) I've been tempted. I've been tempted sometimes. But the last thing I want to do is place blame on him. That's not to say that I'm not annoyed with him and irritated with him and upset with him and angry with him and all those other things or vice versa. That's not to say that. But it's kind of like, I don't know, trying to blame the sky for the rain that's falling down out of it. It's not relevant. And that's been the most challenging thing in all of this is being able to step back from everything enough to not be in my emotions and to be able to have a conversation, whether that's with John, with the kids, with anybody, with friends, relatives, whoever, be able to have the conversation without placing blame. And it's actually been a really difficult experience to do that because for some people the First question they ask is, yeah, but why? Why? You've been together 30 odd years. Why would you want to do this? And people, I found it really interesting that so many people want me to justify this decision that they can't accept that it's just a, a buildup of things. And yes, it did look okay on the outside. And yes, it is actually probably okay. And it's also not the situation that either John or I want. That's not how it is. But different people's reactions were really interesting. I had one person (laughs) ask me whether I was doing this, because I, I was kind of a bit out of my mind because of menopause and all the hormones. And when I said, No, that's not what's going on. They then asked me, well, is this because of all the personal development work you do? Because it makes you think really weirdly. No, it's not because of that either. Well, it kind of is because it's kind of opened me to the possibility of that it could be different. It doesn't have to be like this. And I'm not who I want to be. And John's not who he wants to be. So probably. But it's also not to blame. And then I've had lectures I can only call them lectures on the sanctity of marriage from older people obviously younger people tend not to do that though we don't live in America and I suspect I get a lot more of that if I lived in America from certain aspects of that society I want both John and I to be the best people we can be and we're not right now and we need to go to our rooms and have a good think, good long think about our behavior before we come back outside and and decide who we're going to be and behave a better person. So I was very cautious about who I spoke to about this for a good few months because this all happened at the beginning of December. And we started telling more people probably mid-late December, around Christmas time and i was very very cautious about who i told but i was also very aware that the worst thing i could do was not tell anybody and not confide in anybody because that's what i want to do when there's something this big and i'm so afraid of reactions like the one i got to the comments about menopause or getting a a lecture on the sanctity of marriage that is the most unhelpful thing that could possibly happen at this time. This is not a decision that's been made easily. It's not something that I'm going into blithely. I am fully aware of the pain that I'm causing around me and I don't like that. But what I needed was to say to people, to have a group of people around me and say to them, this is what's happening. And for their first response to be, what do you need? How can I support you? That was absolutely crucial. And I was really fortunate in I've got a few friends. I I tend to know a lot of people and have very few close friends. I'm one of those people. My few friends have been absolutely crucial to me. And then interestingly enough, I also, my main source of um, support, I suppose, has actually been my family. I picked my brother and sister-in-law and about five of my cousins, and they're the ones that I tell everything to because their position is, well, (laughs) this is really bad, right? Their position is, well, we really like John, but Karen's family, so she has to come first. And I, I probably knew that. On some level, which is why I chose them to talk to because it's a very safe option, you know. But pick your battles, right? You got to pick your battles, and they've been absolutely incredible, particularly because two of them are police officers and their experience in dealing with this kind of thing has been just unbelievably valuable in the stuff that they've told me and how they've calmed me down and talked me away from things and put things in a different perspective. All of them, it's been absolutely brilliant. And the other group of people in this is uh, this particular, I, I do, oh, I have done a course called the Wisdom Program at Landmark. And one of the, I've got to say that who the people are in that and they are so non-judgmental and so accepting they just listen and they don't judge they don't offer opinions they see that's something else I've had older people say to me during all this well if you'd given me all the information I could have given you given you my considered opinion about this I don't want your considered opinion. What I want is your support. And your. I am fully open, I'm fully aware of the fact that I'm not perfect. And I'm also aware that there's nobody to blame. I don't need your opinion. I need your support and a listening. That's what I need. If I'm talking to you about this, that is what I need. And I'm also aware that as this is going out to a much, much wider circle of people now I'm going to get opinions and judgments and all the rest of it and that's actually fine because what I've done now and this is anybody that's in this kind of situation whether it's considering splitting up from their partner or whatever have a group of people around you who will support you no matter what they don't give you their opinions if you ask for information they will give you the information that they have or they might share with you. With the people from the Wisdom Group, one of the things that that program's allowed me to do is, I suppose, not resist what's going through my mind. So all the anger, all the upset, the hurt, all the grief and the sadness, because we're talking 30-odd years of shared memories and four children. You know, for heaven's sake, there's going to be a lot of that, all of that. What I was able to do was have those emotions but not be those emotions. Does that make sense? That's a really difficult concept to get your head around. I am sad and I am upset and I am angry and I am afraid and all the other things. But there's also a part of me that carries on functioning quite independently and satisfactorily as well as that kind of like I've separated into two parts one of them is all the emotions and thoughts and all the stuff that's going on there and the other part of me is over here going yeah I get that totally yep okay I've got stuff to do and I did keep busy which was another cause of upset for John and several of the kids because (laughs) because I was downsizing, so I was leaving a four-bedroom family home to come to a three-bedroom villa, and it's a lot smaller, and I had to get rid of a lot of things. And I quite enjoy, (laughs) I was going to say, I quite enjoy being a minimalist. That's not quite true. I quite enjoy having my home quite minimalistic, but then I keep everything I want to keep in a storage locker. And I've got a big storage container full of all the stuff that I don't want in my house, but I don't actually want to let go of. So I kind of, I get around it like that. That keeps my house nice and tidy. I suppose it's like just having drawers stuffed full of things, but your desk's nice and clear. That's how my life is. But I have to say, I have gone through and organized everything. I've, when we moved, I probably got rid of over half of the things that we owned or had kept. I enjoy it, although I do have times at night where, you know, I just go, oh, my God, I've thrown that away or I've given that away and I'll never see it again and I'll start crying just with grief about that kind of thing. And I'm a bit more used to it than I was. I'd rather let it go and experience a short-term discomfort and a long-term sense of relief if that makes sense i'm not there are things that i've let go of that i suspect i'll probably regret but i don't know so i'm not going to let that regret stop me one of the things that's occurred to me in all this is that taking this kind of action is perceived as unusual to the point of abnormal and my response to it is perceived as bizarre like you don't you don't do this and and I'm not saying it's not been easy and it's not been plain sailing by any stretch of the imagination i john and i have not got through this without the odd few days where it's just been vile and we haven't been able to look at each other and I've just wanted to strangle him and I'm quite sure he's wanted to cut my head off and bury me somewhere. But we have got through it and it's the unusual thing that people can see is, or not that they can see, this is what I think is unusual, right? I think people in general... We would rather, and I'm saying we because I fall into this category, we would rather put up with something that's uncomfortable and we don't like it and we know could be better. We would rather put up with that. We would rather sit on a chair that's got, what do you call it, a, a tack on it and have that tack sticking in our behinds than get off the chair and pull it out in case Getting off the chair and pulling it out is worse than sitting on the chair in pain. I don't know that I said that very well, but do you understand what I'm saying? We would rather be in pain in a known place than go somewhere we don't know and not know what's going to happen when we do that. We're so much more afraid of uncertainty than we are of doing something about something that we know isn't working for us or for the people around us. That's kind of not how I like to do things. And it doesn't feel unusual to me, I suppose, because I do that. That just feels like that's how it's supposed to be. If you don't like it, do something about it. It's not hard, but I'm also not afraid of uncertainty. Uncertainty is where you grow. And I enjoy that. I enjoy growing. And I don't want to go into a lecture here. I'm not saying it's easy. And I'm not saying that every time I've decided to take a course of action because I didn't like whatever was going on, everything's turned out rosy because it definitely hasn't let me tell you. There's been more than a few instances where I've turned away from something and gone, oh, crap, that was a mistake, wasn't it? But that's, Also where you learn and this is where I learn I'm only talking about me everything I say is what goes through my head This may not work for you, but I'm just simply trying to explain The way my mind works and all this that's all I'm trying to do So if it works for you or if it helps you at all great if it doesn't fantastic doesn't make any difference I'm simply sharing what happens. So what is there to take out of this for me? This has all been about not being willing to accept. Okay, good enough is never good enough or it'll do. No, it won't. If you know that there's a possibility of something being way better than it could be, why would you not go out and get it? That doesn't make any sense to me. And that's where I come from in all this. And when somebody is upset and is and I will talk about this more next week. <laughs> when somebody is upset and they are voicing that upset to you, just, you just got to remember that it's not about you. It's their upset. And while it might be something that you've done that's upset them, all there is for you to do is get the upset, hear it and acknowledge it. Get it. Not about you. This is not an opportunity for you to tell them how they've upset you, that's not it. This is an opportunity for you to listen and share. And again, this is where I come from with all this, not saying that's ever gonna work for you. And yeah, on fairly regular occasions, I don't manage to go by that, but I do try, I do try. And I have tried particularly hard in this, in all that's gone on here because I care about John and I want him to be happy. And i want myself to be happy and i want us both to be the best people that we can be so i'm going to leave it there for this week next week i'm going to share (laughs) these these last three or four months right have been such a learning curve for me in how to deal with things and who i am for myself for others a little bit but mainly for myself who i am for myself because I tend to think that whatever's going on in my head is the truth. It's the truth. And it actually isn't. It's just, that's just what's going on in my head. And I've had a lot, lot, lot of lessons over the last few months. And I'd like to share them with you next week. So please tune in for more. And I would love to hear your feedback on what I've said. And Whether you think it's right or wrong, whether any of it resonates with you, whatever, I would love to hear hear what you think about it all. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and don't forget to rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you're leaving with some thought-provoking information that can make a difference in your life. See you next time.